Coming at you from Comic Quest in sunny Minnesota. Ah, blah, blah, blah. I'm gonna restart. I'm gonna restart. Really? James, are you cool with that? Uh, you're the one I steal the post. All right. <laughs> Coming at you from Comic Quest in sunny Southern California. This is the key. I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira, and today we got two big things to talk about: Batman and Catwoman, and Ant Man and the Wasp, and Batman and the Wasp Woman. Cat Catman and the Batwoman wedding. Catman Batman. Wow. The Batman Batman wedding. Yeah. That's four things. Been waiting for this for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, if you're out there watching or uh, listening to the podcast, you're like, who is that other voice? Uh, well, that's... Should remain a mystery. Yeah, I will never <laughs> introduce her. Uh, she will go unnamed and you'll have to guess. And watch past episodes to figure <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah. Do I get frequent flyer miles? Yeah, I mean, you've been on a couple episodes. Um, and I still haven't said your name. But uh, this is Amanda Barker Hello. to my left. Oh, and if you're watching the video, you can see her. And you can be like, who is that? And probably something will pop up and say your name. Um, that's just kind of how it works. In post, you know, yeah. if we ever get around to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll just, you know, I'll stream this and you'll never see uh, her Twitter handle or anything. Uh, Amanda, how are you doing today? I am good. Yeah. I am good. Running on two hours of sleep, but conscious. Yeah. So that's a winning battle, I yeah. think. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's rare that I have an unconscious person on the show. Yeah. So I'm really I glad. Would. Yeah. That'd be a really unique experience. I, I feel so, too. I mean, once we had a sock puppet of... Yoda. Ooh. So I guess if you want to say he was not conscious, you know. Um, yeah, that's a whole discussion. Right? Yeah. Uh, sock puppet rights. Where do you stand on that? Consciousness, sentience. Yeah. I feel like that's that's Westworld. Really. <laughs> uh, uh, Wristworld. Well, because I feel like sock puppets right. really have right. a hand. That's a hand-related pun. I guess. Um, Nice try. Yeah, yeah well, you that's know. fair. That's decent. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you. you know, do they have rights? I don't know. Um, but thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, of course. Um, before we get started, I just wanted to ask you uh, what you're all about right now, uh, as I ask every guest. As you know. Yes. Um, let's see. As far as uh, like big picture right now, San Diego Comic Con is coming up right quick. Oh yeah. Um, it is. For those of you who don't know, I work for an entertainment company called Compizzo Entertainment. Uh, it's really fun, uh, but we are getting all of our gears ready to go to San Diego, and it is a lot of preparation. Um, we wrapped up our pre-sales, which were hectic and eventful and exciting, um, so that's a whole thing, just preparing for San Diego, the trip, you know, the con, yeah. all that excitement, um, interviews, things like that. Just, ah. So that's really exciting. You're going to be there the whole time? Yes, every day. Um, hopefully, you know, we're going to move all the time so I can get around and go experience the convention. But, like, probably will mic. also be. Oh. I hope the mic can pick up that high pitch. Yes. <laughs> I was like, I just, like, ascended. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's that. And then also, just yesterday, I watched Over the Garden Wall for the first time. And I binged it, and it was great. And I liked it a lot. That's kind of old, though, but, like. Yeah. That's something that I... I'm trying to remember whether you brought that up before. No. Or the fact that... I never no. seen it. No. It was something else. Uh, I'm getting all the Amanda Parkers I know. So up. many. That's uh, crazy. I'm a cute one. 
don't know. No. <laughs> Competition. Uh, yeah. There can only be one. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Highlander. Um, well, so you're gonna be there for the whole, like, the whole time at Comic Con. Yeah. And hopefully not working the booth. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm going to be working the booth certainly, um, and I'm like, excited for that. I just hope I'm not working too tired, oh, that yeah. I can like get like maybe like some panels and go shopping and all that. Hopefully. Fun geek stuff. Yeah. Uh, what do you have pre-sales for? So, I actually work in the collectibles department, uh, so we do a lot of statues, figures, um, our most uh, famous line I think is our uh, bombshells. We have DC bombshells, uh, seven inch figures, and then like little mystery tins. Um, they're actually, is that like, the little, little box tins. ones? We actually or... have little metal tins oh, okay. for the bombshells, um, so that's really fun. There's also Kripkins, which just took off in March and are doing great. I love my little scary children. They're like little baby cryptids yeah, yeah. in little cryptid crates, and like they're absolutely adorable, and I love them. I love how much people love them. <laughs> like they have the, their own little like following, and it's like really fun. And so like as we like build the brand, like our fandom is like building up, and we're just like yes. please love our scary little ch- children. Yeah, it's like Bigfoot, Yeti, uh, Cthulhu, uh, Fresno Nightcrawler. Uh, Fresno so, Nightcrawler. Oh my god, have you seen that thing? No. Oh Is there my something god. from like Fresno, California? Yeah, it's um, it's caught on. It's so the whole line is based around crypt- cryptids. Yeah. Uh, and so that's one. There's security cam footage of this thing. Like, have you seen those stupid videos where like people put their like legs through their sweatshirt holes, and so they look like they have like. No arms. It's just their face, and they kind of like walk oh, around. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever do that at summer camp? I did not. <laughs> I never. Also, never went to summer camp. I went to a weird summer camp, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was Kids. all. Yeah. We just put our arms in our sweatshirt. It was yeah. all cryptid themed. Yes. Yeah. Um, but so. it looks just like a figure with like no no top, and it's just legs that like walk. It's really Isn't it just a person who did that though, or like? I don't know. It looks. Freaking weird as heck. So I mean, okay. say the same thing about Bigfoot. It's just a person, but I mean, like these things are creepy looking. You should go go look it up. I said we have that list, like little figure. It's like maybe I will. Maybe I won't. I don't know. That Do you want nightmares? <laughs> yeah. Well, I have this weird thing where, like, if I watch like grainy footage of something and I'll see something, <laughs> I'll just imagine you know right there behind me watching the footage with me. I'll be like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I'm good, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just this weird thing. Uh, I also used to get scared of pictures of Jesus when I was a kid. Because they were always kind of creepy and soulless. And which is the exact opposite of what I think he should be. Right. Um, but yeah, he does kind of have that like sterile, like yeah. very formal look. It's like, look. or he's like holding a lamb or something. It's yeah. Just, it's, the pictures were just really weird. Um, so, I mean, I used to get freaked out about a lot of things. But, I kid, yeah, so. uh, uh, Deep Ocean. I don't know if we've talked about this before, at least with you. Deep Ocean scares me the most. Really? So, like, Deep Ocean, like, animals and, like, like, have you, Thalassophobia. There's literally a subreddit for it. Uh, and it, it's the scariest pictures on Reddit. Oh, God. And, like, there's a picture of a guy standing on a frozen lake bed, and underneath is a huge turtle. Oh. And it's so scary. <laughs> I'm not afraid of turtles. I'm afraid of the unknown that the deep provides. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, like, art online of, like, like the ocean and then underwater, and then above it is, like, a small boat, and underneath it is just, like, 
monsters. Oh yeah, and that just like sends you right out the door. Oh, ooh. <laughs> nope. Ooh. Sometimes when I close my eyes when I go to sleep, I imagine myself falling into the ocean, and I wake up. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Last night I fought a beetle to the death. It was like stuck in my house. In real life or in real life? That's why oh. I was up till two in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, puts like a chew uh, bug at my house. Yeah, I don't and think it chased those are me the around the things. house. I don't think those are the same house, things. I was terrified. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure there will be people like if people you know watch this, some people will take your side yeah. and they'll say like your thing was actually real. Me. Some people terrifying. will take my side and be like, it's not a beetle. It's I was almost an asleep ocean and it like monster. hovered above me. I was I was terrified. So you know that's good luck. What? I don't know. Well, thanks. Thanks for trying. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, we got two uh, big uh, uh, couples to talk about. Uh, no, I'm not talking about Brangelina <laughs> or Benifer or James. You don't know Benifer? Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner. Um, also Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> they were both Benifers. Uh, but uh, I don't know if there's any other big couple names. Those are pretty much the big two. I don't pay attention to, like, celebrity like, gossip. Not as much, no. No. I was at a trivia night on Thursday, and I'm putting together a team. Uh, a sort of Ocean's 8, if you will, of the trivia. Where we're not stealing. I was waiting for you to make an assembled point, but oh. it's fine. I might be able to Trivia, trivia Avengers? Trivia Avengers? Anyway, the point being yeah. uh, is there was a whole round of trivia that was dedicated to children of celebrities. So it had a list and you had to match them to. So it had a list of all their children and then you had to match it to like what celebrity yeah, parents. And so, like, I mean, there was like, you know, rumor and blah, blah, blah. And like, Bruce Willis's kids. Uh, but then there was like. I didn't know Robert Rodriguez has six kids, all with the first letter R. Oh, wow. So there's like oh. Rocket and Racer and Rhiannon and all this. And that's Robert Rodriguez. But I thought it was a, I thought it was a trick question. Oh. And I was like, no. Like, <laughs> it was so bad. I just, I was like, Robert Rodriguez probably has like, <laughs> probably has like really like, like Latino names for his kids. Because he's really like proud of his heritage. <laughs> but no, it's not the case. It's Rocket and Racer Romper, whatever. I don't know. Uh, so, uh, I like to keep track of like celebrity stuff. It'll pop up in trivia every now and then. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but let's talk about the two real couples that we're here to talk about. The very real uh, couples. The real couples. The couples yes. that matter. Yep. Um, first, let's talk about the Batman Catwoman wedding. Batrimony. Uh, Batrimony, which I hate saying. I hate I saying that, that word. I love it. Uh, it's it's a cool favorite. pun, I guess. Yes. But. There was a Batrimony uh, playlist on Spotify that DC released, yeah. and that's where I like, heard it, and I was like, yep, this is mine now. What this. what kind of songs are on that? It was weird. There was like a whole mix. They were mostly puns. Okay. I think they were mostly expecting people to just be like, oh, playlist, click, oh, look at these funny song titles, leave. Uh, instead of <laughs> listening to it? I mean, like, a lot of them were like traditional-ish, like, wedding songs or like, peppy things. Like, I mean, it's not like, like I mean, it's not like something you'd, like, expect it, like, it wasn't super, like... Gothy Selena Kyle Bruce Wayne music. Yeah. I think it was like stereotypical pop like wedding stuff. And yeah. then like a handful of like Spanish love songs, mm. which kind of surprised me at first, but then I was just like, what are we doing? This DC has like a global audience. Like 
they're probably realizing, you know, even though we're in Burbank in New York, yeah. our readership is all over the place. So they included like a really good amount of like Spanish love songs that are also fun to listen to do. Uh, I was reading one of the comics that you brought today, and I saw in the background. Oh, it was it was Catwoman number one. Yeah. That it it was like I saw Pharmacia in the background, and I was like, oh, wait, she's not in she's not in Gotham, right? In Catwoman right. number one. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler for anyone who's reading. Um, the bat- Batrimony. Batrimony doesn't have the right. Like Batwoman and Batman. Batwoman. Catwoman. Well, Batman Batwoman and Batman definitely not, don't get married. They should yeah. not get married. That's uh, the plot twist at the end. That doesn't show at all. Not only is Batwoman a lesbian, it should not get married to Bruce Wayne. They're also yeah. cousins. So uh, it's yeah. bad on many levels. Yeah. Uh, also, I don't think they talk anymore. So I think they're on <laughs> the house. So, um, so, yeah, they don't get married, which is right. a huge thing. Yeah. Yeah. Which, what uh, what's up with that? Because I mean, I read what issue of Batman was it? That was fifty. Okay, yeah, Batman issue fifty, yeah. um, and uh, they don't get married. And I feel like it's been building up for so long, mm-hmm. and now they made like a whole event around it. They did meetups, they did tie-ins, they did preludes. They you know they did like the whole nine yards. Yeah, which just to get them not married, right? Which I've heard a lot of different about that and like I don't know like part of me like I'm a huge Catwoman fan I have a Catwoman cosplay I have Catwoman statues um I love um yeah today you brought Doctor Strange all my Catwoman stuff's at work (laughs) because I see my desk more than my house yeah (laughs) I did hit you up late to be like hey you show up tomorrow (laughs) yeah Uh, but um no it's cool um but yeah actually my Catwoman stuff's at work but uh but yeah anyways I uh so I love Batman and Catwoman. They're my ship. They're my thing. My OTP. Everything right. all about that. I love Hush. I love all the arts where they're like a thing. Uh, to Zale, like Catwoman, like all of it. Like I love it. Um, so when it was like, is it going to happen or not? I was like, I don't know if they'll go through with it. Are they actually going to do it? They did all the fanfare, which is great. And, you know, I think that like they set up, I feel like they could have gone either way. Like, on one hand, I'm, like, disappointed because it was, like, come on, like, um, Tom King, author, he, like, gave us arcs where Batman and Selina were working as an engaged couple through different arcs. Like, there was, uh, like, I think two or three different arcs before, or even just, like, the entire Rebirth run. Like, they've always kind of been around each other and then, like, they get engaged. And then from that point, I think there's, like, three or four arts where they're working as a team as an engaged couple and it yeah. works and it's great and she's just kind of like I don't want to say new Robin but like Damien kind of goes off and does his thing with Titans and so then Bruce has yeah. Selena there to talk to and to keep him grounded and like yeah. all of that stuff and so it was working really well and so I was like they might actually do this and this would be really cool to explore um, but then at the same time when they reveal that like I mean like they t- they walk you through it they drop hints here and there in the preceding arcs, and then, like, they walk you through an issue 50, Selena's, like, thoughts on it, and, like, what other people are saying to her about how, like, why Batman can't be happy because then Batman will cease to exist with their decision to leave. And I don't agree with it. Yeah? Yeah, I, I don't... Like, Batman can be married and still fight crime. Yeah. Like, his sense of justice is not tied down to, like, him being depressed all the time. Right. Like, like I was saying, like, 
even in the preceding arcs, like, he still gets up at, like, 2 in the morning to go be like, oh, I got an idea, and, like, go figure yeah. it out, or, like, I figured it out, and he goes to the Batcave in the middle of the night, talking to Selena Kyle, who's asleep. Like, that, like she's just asleep, and he's, like, yeah. talking to himself as he, like, goes and does his thing, because he's still Batman, he still does his stuff, and he's, he's more driven, not just from the pain, but, like, from, he's just a driven person now. Yeah. Which they've really dealt, like, delved into, you know, um, that it isn't just, yeah, it's depression that, that <laughs> drives him. Uh, and so, I mean, I feel like that's been a recent change, because I feel like um, from, like, Dark Knight Returns onwards, it's been like, yeah, you know, he he should never, like, there was a thought, like, he should never find his parents killer. Like, mm-hmm. Because if he did, he would have nothing to fight for. But he does. It's not, he doesn't fight just... To fight his parents, killer. Did you read the gift, um, the arch with Mr. Gold? Part? I didn't read it. Oh my gosh! I heard um, about it. It's so funny and so stupid and so dramatic all at the same time. So like, for those of you who haven't read it, it was um, so Booster Gold is trying to think of the gift for the man that has everything. Yeah. And so basically, he remembers this time where. Uh, what was it called, like, Orchid, where, like, somebody changed Superman's past so that, um, like, so that something never happened, like... Well, I mean, was it like the Superman one for the man who has everything, where Mongo comes in with, uh, uh, Black, uh, Black Mercy? I think that, 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 um, that flower that attaches to Superman's chest, and then he, like, goes into a coma, and basically that flower... Like will kill you, but it gives you this like blissful fantasy of what life could have been. Yeah, yeah, it was something like that. I I, I haven't it's read probably that a play on that. Oh, that was no, a big that was Alan Moore Superman. Oh, hundred percent. No, the only thing that I knew it from was Booster Gold was referencing it because he mm. was like, "What do I get? The man has everything." Remember when Superman did that thing? Yeah, where he like could have seen what his life could have been like. I wanted to do that for you, so Bruce, I went back in time and saved your parents. So Booster Gold goes back in time, saves Bruce Wayne's parents, creates this alternate universe. Yeah. So he's like, because you'll, you'll see that, you know, like, you're not as happy, and then you you want it back the way it was, and so then, you know, so that you appreciate your life the way it is, and mm. you wouldn't have it any other way, and so that, you know, that knowledge will be my gift to you. And then, like, he showed up to Bruce, like, at his, like, parents, like, wedding anniversary, and he yeah. tells him all of this, and he's like, yeah, because you're still getting married, and Bruce is like, what are you talking about? And he's like, wait, what? And then he's like, yeah, so I did this thing so you can realize that you like your life the way it is, right? And he's like, get out. And he tries to, like, kill Booster Gold because he's like, you're not killing my parents. You're not unsaving my parents yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And so, like, it, like, backfired on him. And so, like, the whole arc is Batman trying to, or, like, whole Bruce trying to kill um, Booster Gold because he went and saved his parents and Bruce liked it better that way. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's like, oh, that wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah. I mean, if you think, okay, if you think about, like, real life, if you think about your life, like, where you are now is because of everything that has happened yeah. before, right? So even if, like, somebody came up to me and they were like, yeah. Wait, what if somebody came up to me right now and they were like, your parents should have been dead this whole time. You should have grown up an orphan. And, you know, even though my life isn't perfect right now, it's still like, I would not want them to go back in time to undo something. Because in this life, yeah. my parents have been around this whole thing. Yeah, I would kill them. Yeah, yeah. Would, it why would I want now. them... James James is over there. Uh, by the way, James Barkowski is our tech. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he 
he does a great job. For those of you who can't see him, because you can't see him, he looks like Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and uh, James uh, is shrugging. Are you agreeing with us? I think that's agreeing. Yeah, it's, um, I don't know. Would you kill someone who's like, oh, I'm just going to go back in time and kill your parents? Yes. Well, unsafe. I would. He was very but, careful about that. He was like, oh, I'll, yes. I'll unsafe them. But would you know? Like, are you saying because would I agree? Would I would I believe them? Is that why? What why are they giving you a heads up? Is the question. Like, I know in the comic book that's how it works, but yeah. why would they even give you a head up? Heads up. So you appreciate? Well, yeah. Because killing them would change your timeline. You have to have the because memory, right? He figured he figured Bruce would be more unhappy in the timeline where his parents survived, but that was not true. Because he was because he was because Bruce kept saying something like something feels wrong, something feels off. And it was about like something else. It wasn't about the fact that his parents were alive. Yeah. But that was Booster Gold's plan was he's like, Oh, I'll unsave your parents so you grow up sad and then realize, oh, something should have been different and then I'll tell you, oh, by the way, you had a life when you were a, like a super badass, and you're so much happier, and so now you can go back to your normal life, knowing full well that you would not be happier if things had gone a different way. That yeah. satisfaction was trying—he was trying to give that satisfaction to Bruce, but it did not work. I feel like Bruce, in the timeline where his parents would be alive, would be less muscular and like have more body fat. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like he would. Probably want to work out less. I think that's all. I think that's fair. You know, I think that's a real good argument, actually. Like, I don't. I they didn't really think about it, and they just kind of did the same. Like, they they should have drawn like, him sli- just slightly. Because I mean, he has good genetics or whatever. And, he's, but he's I mean, a he would be more athlete. But yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Probably would be like as driven. Yeah. But yeah, he turned into like a badass at the end after that. But yeah. That was I, yeah. If somebody came up to me and I believed them, I would. I would. I would yeah. Oh, well, I don't know though. If they came up to me right now and they said, "Look, I will go back in time and undo unsave your unsaved your parents," because in that timeline, you are <laughs> the, the coolest fucking superhero that has ever been, mm-hmm. uh, I'd be like, "I'm listening." Well, like the way <laughs> <laughs> we continue, um, the world was worse. The world was worse. Um, the Joker was worse. The Joker was unchecked, of course. Oh yeah. The Joker still happened. Um, Trump. Was still so- oh my god. What? <laughs> Someone needs to go and save someone's parents. What if, my, by my parents being alive, <laughs> I did not become the superhero I was supposed to be and just kind of keep just Trump like, on a very, like, on a, on a city scope? Yes. And, like, you know. Penguin did, was president. Penguin was president. It's- what? Yeah, Penguin was president. Okay. Tim Drake was in school. Never did anything. Oh, he was in school. <laughs> the horrible, uh, poor uh, Tim. Poor Tim. He wants to go back to school, though. Wasn't that the whole, his whole plot line in Detective Comics? <laughs> Doesn't he, like, want to leave Robin and go to school? <laughs> I just want to go to school. <laughs> Come on, just let me go to school, man. He's like, no. <laughs> you have to fight crime with me. Um, so, I don't know. Think about all the villains in real life right now. Yeah. And they could have just been like... Some booster gold fucked up somewhere. Yeah. And just, like, you know, Trump could have never ventured past New York. Celebrity Apprentice. Yeah. <laughs> he was the villain on Celebrity Apprentice. Just stay there. You just know? doing that. So... Great. Oh, man. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> I digress from Bachelor. 
And now I'm thinking about this alternate timeline in which, you know, things could have been better or worse, depending mm-hmm. on your uh, thing. So, uh, yeah. no, 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 I'm going to stick with it. I want my parents alive. I think that's, I'm good. Good. that's my official, that's, good. that's my official choice. That's good. All right. Um, that so, I mean, do you think that Catwoman and Batman were meant to be? Like, I that's your OTP, it. but like... Yes. Uh, Yvonne, uh, she's been on the show once or twice, yeah. but uh, Yvonne and I would get into... Uh, this one wasn't so heated, because heated on my end. She didn't really care, but she ships um, Batman and Wonder Woman. And I ship I do. Batman and Catwoman. In, in the Justice League cartoon, I ship right, Batman and Catwoman. But they're different characters, Batman, right? Wonder they're like slightly different characters. Mm-hmm. I think they belong in the cartoon, mm-hmm. but in the comic, mm-hmm. like... For me... Wonder Woman doesn't need anyone with comic. Right. I mean, there's that. I mean, she could want somebody if she wants, because mm-hmm. she's just amazing and beautiful and perfect. And, uh, by the way, Joelle Jones, Wonder Woman, which is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen, she drew the issue that, uh, or the little arc in Proceeding Bachelor where Wonder Woman is there. Well, uh, the one where they go to that pocket yeah, dimension yeah. thing, yeah. they fight off words oh together? God. Yeah, that one. That was good. Really yeah. Oh, there's so much. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that Batman and Catwoman, why I love them, is that they're, like, they, I feel like they understand each other in ways that other people don't. Yeah. And, like, they're just two terrible trainers of people that, like, find solace in that, and they can understand that. And, like, I also just realized that one of the things that felt really poetic um, about, like, Hush versus... Uh, which was one of my like first comic books ever. Mm-hmm. That this had like some tie-ins too, and like some references at the end. Um, the original Hush storyline. Mm-hmm. Okay. With them, and then uh, <laughs> was at the end of that, Bruce left Selena because she said something that put him off, and so he's like, "Nope, I can't." And so, and then this one. What did she say? Um, he said something, and she went, "Oh, hush." But it was after the Hush storyline, so he's like, "You're no, 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 mm, you." And he was just like, I can't trust you. Uh, so, and so from saying like the wrong thing, he's like, I can't trust you anymore. She's like, what? Uh, what did I say? Yeah. yeah, what did I say? And he's just like, okay, God. All right. And so then like, they <laughs> have so such funny. idiosyncrasies and like things about themselves that I yes, feel paranoia. like. paranoia. Yeah, both yeah. of them. Like, I feel like they just understand each other and fit together in like ways that <laughs> nobody else would understand. There's like a mom on the street and she's like, Hush, little baby. No, no. He's like, hush. <laughs> and he takes the baby. Are you hush? <laughs> that whole storyline was like, who is hush? Yeah. Uh, have they said the word hush in their life? They could be hush. They could be hush. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I think that they like. I think that they fit together and work together and have an understanding of independence. Because like I know that something like in relationships, like you have to have the same level of like expectation and like. I feel like they would both like go off and do their own thing and be like, "All right, cool. Like I trust you. I s- you do your thing. I'm gonna go do my thing." And then they still come back at the end of the night and they're yeah. like, "You're still mine." And they would have that understanding. I feel like, and I mean, I guess this is more my philosophy on, on relationships in general. Uh, a lot of people feel like, you know, a good relationship is between two people who are the same or like that can like agree or have similar life experiences or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's 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 you know. Complimentary. Complimentary isn't always matching someone, right. right? And so, like with Catwoman and Batman being damaged, right? Mm-hmm. They're you know damaged for different reasons. I get that they understand each other. You need people. Two people in a relationship should be able to understand each other, uh, but they don't necessarily have to be the same. Mm-hmm. Like, like 
you know, um, it just, I mean, and maybe that's why they fell out and didn't have the wedding is because they were too similar. Yeah. And they didn't compliment each other in the ways that needed to be. Mm-hmm. Like. There wasn't one of them to sit down and be like, stop. Yeah. <laughs> they never, they were, they were too busy to talk to each other. That was like the whole thing with the letters. And they're, yeah, way too introspective. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It's like, somebody should explain, like. Yeah, they should talk out loud about their feelings. I know. And yeah. Instead of keeping it bottled up. Yeah, I think that's true because, like, I've definitely like had the friends like or like interactions similar to that where it's like one of us is spiraling, be like, "Oh my god, what am I doing?" And they just like have to sit down and be like, Shh. "Yeah." And neither one of them would do that for each other. Yeah. Precisely. Um, my best friend after high school, well, in high school and then after high school, but like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, in, in our college years. It was a lot of like, like him being upset and me being like, snap out of it, blah, blah, blah. Or like me being upset and then him being like, like snap out of it, I guess. I, I think I did more for him than he did for me. But the worst was when we were both like, uh, uh. Yeah, and like, then you're like, who's going to say that? Yeah, no one. Who's going to say this uh, for ourselves? You know, you can't, <laughs> I think I literally told him, I was like, you can't be like that right now. Because <laughs> uh, I need help. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, you just gotta find that person who like mm-hmm. call you out on your bullshit mm-hmm. or support you when you need supporting, and vice versa. Um, and yeah, maybe maybe the two of them are too self centered. Yeah, too independent. Self-centered. Yeah. yeah. Um, All I know is it's a beautiful train wreck that I love to watch. Yeah. You also like the Bat Family, you? right? Oh the, yeah. Uh, who do you think was the most affected by this, like whole thing, like leading up to the wedding? Because uh, I did read all of the preludes, um, so that was really interesting. I think I'd say Damien Nightwing. There was definitely some interaction there where he was like, he wished he was closer to Bruce, and like, because um, Superman was the best man technically, uh, and, yeah. and not Nightwing, and so Nightwing was sort of just like, suck, you know. And he was just yeah. like, yeah, he's like, you know what? That's fair. He's like, that's totally fair, and like, I wish that we see each other more. And so, like, he had like a whole interaction with Bruce about what it means to be like close to Bruce. Yeah. But Damien, I think, had a whole different interaction because not only was it like, because he's younger, and like, there, because he had a whole arc about Catwoman, and like, they were talking, and he's just like, so let me just jump right in front of this. Do you want me to call you mom? Mm-hmm. And she's just like, uh, it. <laughs> let's not let's talk about something else and like, <laughs> and like they went on and like he had his arc about like what his future was and he was like concerned about a uh cat bat kid basically like if Bruce and Selena were gonna have a kid what that would mean for him being the one true heir of Batman yeah if because he he had this whole like psychotic episode where he was like you're a bastard you're, you're you were built and you're built <laughs> testing you yeah. know he was like by he the way, so I don't like that retcon. Oh yeah, the retcon like, that like he was, was a, a test tube kid. He was a test tube kid. Was okay. In that retcon, did Batman and Talia have sex, or did she just take his DNA and make a kid? Oh, because that's a whole different. In the direction. original story, they were in love. Right. He was. They were kind in love. They had but like, consensual relations, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and then Damien was born. Mm-hmm. But in the retcon. After that, yeah. it was she drugged him. Mm-hmm. They had unconsensual relationships, mm-hmm. and then she gave birth to Damien. And then I don't know whether the new retcon is she extracted his DNA and did a test tube. Was there a test tube involved? That's what the that's what the one okay. Shot so that's said, was that he was like 
kind of grown in a lab basically from yeah. DNA. So maybe like they didn't even hide it yet. Right? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, why yeah, can't I Batman just have sex? <laughs> We've talked yeah, about it on previous episodes. Why haven't we had that discussion before? No, I, you were, no, I know. I was just meant like the philosophical why. Were you on that episode? I was. was yeah, it's like... <laughs> He's too angry to have sex. It's, I think it's because as Americans, we, we like shame sex. And it's like, our greatest hero cannot have sex. He's too busy. It's like, no. come on. Yeah. Like, let him have uh, been in love with Talia and have consensual relations yeah. and... Accidentally think, have a kid. I think it makes the it makes Damien that much more meaningful um, when it's from something that's meaningful, like having a meaningful relationship with somebody yeah. and having that happen. Like that's a whole different thing rather than somebody stealing your eBay. It's like it's so sterile. It's not as like yeah. As Americans, do we just accept that like women are out there stealing your DNA? Women be women uh, versus like no, you just have sex. Mm-hmm. Um, like. Sorry. Batman you know. can't be in love. Yeah. He can't, like, have a decision to, like, have sex with a woman. Yeah, like, he can't knock her out. He's infallible. Oh, he can't be, like, a like an absentee father? No. You know. Because Batman's perfect. Yeah. Like, no, he would be more likely to be an absentee father. Oh my father. god, yeah. Like, have you seen the Robins? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's accumulated. Jason Todd died. Like, <laughs> he got beaten to death. Jason Todd died. Like. His MO is child engagement. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think it's better off that he is an absentee <laughs> father than, you know, dressing up his kid as Robin and mm-hmm. parading him around town. Um, but, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so Damien, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, like, so as far as, like, the patrimony bat- thing, like, yeah, he had that whole interaction with Sidney Kyle, that whole worry about uh, another, like, kid or something, um, what that would mean for him. Uh, and then, uh, but at the end, Selena kind of levels with him. Like, he was asking, like, he just, like, point blank asked her, he was like, are you and father planning on having a child? And he, she was just like, father. she was just like, oh my god, okay, you know what, kid, we haven't talked about that, I don't know, but, uh, let me just tell you that, you know, she said something really heartfelt, like, yeah. I don't know if I could have another Damien Wayne, and he was like, what? And she's like, listen, there's a bunch of, like, uh, goody two-shoes here. Yeah. You, people like you and I have to look out for each other. And she kind of acknowledged that he's kind of like the rebel rapscallion, yeah. kind of like edgelord. And she was just like, you know what, I get it, kid. You know, let's, I got you. I got your back, and yeah. I care about you, so let's just leave it at that. So how heartbroken were you that they didn't work out? Um, Selena and Bruce. I was disappointed. I was a little sad that she just kind of like ran. She, like, she got cold feet, because I feel like Selena had more confidence than that, but I did think it was touching, though, that she was like, I love you, and because I love you, I can't be with you because the world is greater than ourselves and stuff. So I thought that was cool. I'm a little disappointed because I would have loved to see Tom King write more of them together, like that crime-fighting duo that they were. It was really great. Um, However, I did hear that he has a hundred-page, like a hundred-issue arc for them. So this is just a halfway point. This is intermission. So <laughs> okay, we'll see how that okay. we'll see how that goes. Um, so at this point, I want them to get married. Yeah, like you, they've done so much work for what? Like it would have to have proved a point. And is the mm-hmm. point that like Batman will never get married? Then, then okay. But then that's what we have to lean in forever for Batman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like continuity. I don't think that's the case. I I don't think that Batman is so damaged he can't get married, can't find someone who loves him and, and 
the way that he needs to be loved. Mm-hmm. If anyone, it's going to be Catwoman, and I think that's what they've been building up towards, even if they shot it down right now. Yeah. They'll get together. Yeah. Right? Maybe. In some form. They're yeah. still around. Um, do you, did you ever read the Green Arrow Black Canary Wedding? I From like did. 10 years ago? I did. I really liked that one. Yeah. I think that was the big superhero wedding that I was imagining Batman having. Right. But it makes sense that he wouldn't. Right. Like, I would have imagined at least the Bat family there, though. That yeah, was it was kind of weird. He was just like, oh, Alfred. Well, I mean, that like, was really cute, though. It was. He was like, hey, do you want me to go get someone? And Bruce was like, it's always been you. You're yeah. always here. Why would I need anyone else? Yeah. You know, and I was like, and oh, good. Good. <laughs> oh, boy. It's always been you, Alfred. Aww. Um, but yeah, so like that was cool. But like, I imagine, yeah, there's, there's people. Yeah. But, yeah, and it was really weird that they were like so like shotgun. Like it was just like, hey, want to do it like tomorrow? And they're like, all right, let's do it tonight. And it was almost like, let's do it at dawn. They're yeah. Like, all right. So they had like just time to just like go. Yeah. Enough like, that oh. they got the officiant. Like the they were trying to time it out so the officiant was drunk and wouldn't remember it by the next day. I know. Yeah. And like, come on, Selena, you're like messing it all up. Yeah. Even if she showed up late, they'd been like. Yeah, like, like he's not he's sober now. He's sober now, he's gonna remember Batman account from getting married. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, you know, we have the next fifty issues to look forward to, I guess, for yeah. this hundred issue arc. Yeah. Um, and I'll be reading it. And uh, I think that everybody should. Right? It's pretty cool. It's yeah. Been, it's been pretty cool. Tom King is an artist. And is amazing, and I absolutely love the way it was laid out. The issue itself, just as like a comic book art form, um, I like how it was written and how there it was inter like interdispersed with like uh, splash pages of them um, from all of the like famous artists that we know and love. Yeah, iconic moments. Yeah, the first ones was just like free for like kind of free form as they were like reading through the letters, and then the like second half it was like iconic moments. And, like, Jim Lee revisited, like, his Hush, like, arc and, like, did a new, like, piece for that. And, like, it was the same, like, creative team and, like, all the artists that have been doing stuff for the the arc leading up to this did little redrawings of their iconic moments, the proposal, the rooftop, you know, like, all this, like, really, really cool stuff. So that was really, like, touching to read in that form. So, like, Tom King is great. There you go. Uh, let's transition to um, the next big couple that we have to talk about, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Who I think are working a little bit better than Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but that whole, like, uh, uh, complimentary thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was thinking about that. I was just like, not, don't segue yet. You have so much more to talk about Batman. But yeah. yes, yeah, totally complimentary. Yeah. Uh, I, the new movie, Ant-Man and the Wasp, came out. Uh, <laughs> it's the sequel to the Ant-Man movie. Um, uh, I saw it on Friday. By the way, I normally see those type of movies on, like, Thursday night, and I yeah. felt really bad seeing it Friday night. Did you miss this one? Uh, what? Did you miss this one? Yeah, well, missed it for 24 hours <laughs> yes. or whatever. Uh, but then I saw it, and, uh, I liked it. Uh, what do you think? I liked it, too. Um, I thought it was nice to see sort of, like, a semi-standalone movie. Uh, I mean, it's not standalone, but like, you know, it's, it's standing on its own merits instead yeah. of like this uh, Infinity War formula that they have yeah. where you have to see every single other thing to like see it, yeah. which is great, and I love it, and I like that also. Um, but it is also refreshing to have just a good, feel-good, standalone superhero movie 
because that's what we came here for, yeah. and that's what we love, and that's what they're good at, and so to have just another one of those was refreshing after, because for a while it was that, like, infinity verse, like, that whole arc where it's getting darker and darker and darker and sadder, and, and the villain's more going for yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so to have like something that was a little more lighthearted and a little more standalone again was like kind of refreshing and I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um I like the fact that it was standalone. I I don't know, I felt like it was missing something. And uh I don't know what it was. The plot I, was a little straightforward, which yeah. I don't know if that's a bad thing or you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that it, it just was. Yeah. I don't know if that's a bad thing or a good thing, but it was sort of just like, here's a lab. Lab is stolen, get it back. Yeah. That was the whole... Yeah. That, that, that's the whole thing. It was just like, it's gone, now it's... Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is yeah. it? Now we have it, now we don't. Now we have it, now we don't. Get it back. Okay, we have it. Yay! <laughs> I, I, uh, I mean, I, it was comedic. It was a comedic movie. Uh, I liked that part. And it was super science fiction-y. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I feel like more science fiction than the first. Oh, the first yeah. one had, like, the heist to kind of fall back on. <laughs> this one was just literally a science fiction movie. Oh, for sure. Uh, you know? And uh, here's my thought about it. What was a funnier movie? Thor Ragnarok or this one? So I feel like Thor Ragnarok was funnier. And, but I feel like if Ant-Man's claim to fame is that it is a comedy action movie, funny that should be the funniest Marvel movie, right? Mm-hmm. But Thor Ragnarok, I thought, was funny. I think maybe that's because Thor is in contrast, because Thor has had the dark, edgy films. And so then to see him in Ragnarok, it was like, whoa! Because it came from, because instead of like on like the serious and funny scale, it yeah. came from here and went, whoa! Whereas yeah. Ant-Man's just always been over here. Yeah. So I could see that happening where it was like, it, it, it is inherently more funny when you see the God of Thunder who's had his moment to be dark and brooding and intense and scary and like he's had his sad moments. Even in the film itself of Ragnarok, there was, you know, heart-wrenching moments and like intense moments and Hella was super dark. And so you had this Hella dark, dark plot. <laughs> Hella dark. <laughs> and um, you had that dark plot juxtaposed by the funny plot, it made the funny plot funnier and the dark plot darker. Yeah. So it worked to kind of its own benefit to contrast that, whereas Ant-Man has always, like, it's had its intense moments or it's, like, suspenseful moments. Yeah. Um, but it has always just been on the light side. Yeah. I feel like they're building up to something. Because, yes, true, that that end credit scene, or the mid-credit scene, which tied in with uh, um, Infinity War. Like, I knew something like that was going to happen. Uh, I didn't know that all three of them would uh, disappear yeah. while he's in the the quantum, zone. quantum realm. Quantum uh, that being said, they did talk about a time vortex, and Ant-Man is supposed to be in the next Avengers movie, uh, or they're, they're hinting at it. Yeah. I mean, they could just as easily say Ant-Man's not available for the next Avengers movie and have him just stuck in the quantum <laughs> yeah. realm for that whole time period. I was like, sorry, Paul Rudd, you're not. <laughs> yeah, but I think he is, which means he gets out. And they mentioned, don't get close to this time vortex or whatever. Uh, is he going to get out through that? He has this energy that he's saved, right? Mm-hmm. So will he get out? And then is the time vortex part of Avengers uh, 4? I, I'd imagine, because how are you going to reset? I watched this whole video um, 
just watched this nerd video about yeah. like uh, how quantum mechanics works, and yeah. what it is, and why why everyone is the most powerful Avenger of all time, which was the tagline. But yeah. uh, it was really crazy because like I was expecting, oh nerd, and, like, oh it's just gonna be some video about like. Oh yeah, he's real small, so he can hit real hard. Yeah. You know, and, but then it was like, here's this graph about quantum mechanics and how space time works, and I was like, oh my god, I'm learning about space time. <laughs> uh, so that was really cool, actually. Like, because like I had, Ant-Man does like a pretty good job of you like kind of getting, like even though I didn't understand quantum mechanics, I still understood sort of what was happening. Yeah. You know, you can kind of get the idea. You know, like Ghost, she's phasing in and out of like possible realities all at once, and so she's kind of there, but kind of not, but kind of. You know, yeah. phasing out of quantum states and things like that. Yeah. Um, I feel like Ghost, the whole thing was very similar to Vision, right? So, like, I feel like he should have gone to start and been like, hey, how does Vision's powers work? Because uh, I got this person with a problem who can't control it. Right. I was surprised that there wasn't more Stark references, because there was yeah. a part where, like, Hank Pym had a rival, and I was like, oh, here it comes. Oh, here it comes. They're like, there's only one person that has that technology, and I was like, oh, here we go. Here we go. Did like, even just a reference. And then it was the Lawrence Fishburne character. Oh, okay, like, yeah. I forget his name. Uh, Bill Foster. Right, and so they're yeah. like, there's only one person that has that kind of tech, and I was like, Stark reference, here we go. And they're yeah. like, Bill Foster. I was like, oh. Okay. It was very stable. But, like, I was waiting too. for, like, just, like, Stark tech reference, because, you know, it's just... Yeah. So like it was kind of interesting that they just like didn't touch on him at all. Yeah. But, I mean that's okay, and I know that I did not expect Robert Downey Jr. to be in it at all. But yeah. like a reference to Stark Labs at all, like maybe stealing from Stark Labs. There was a part where like, um, uh, Scott was like, "I know a place where we can go," and he's like, "No, no, no." I was waiting for it to be like an Avengers base, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, "I'm an Avenger. See, look, we have technology, Stark tech, Avengers, yeah. blah blah blah." But. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, I guess that wouldn't make sense because like he was off when they were doing Infinity War. We don't know. Did I think mean, this was happening. Yeah, this was happening before Infinity War, and they were like Scott's not available. Yeah. He's on. So I guess they had to like. Yeah. 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 So this story would have had to take place before because it wasn't like they were like, oh, Thanos has landed. There's some weird alien stuff going on in New York. Uh, so it had That's to have true. been before. Well, because they were like, Scott's unavailable, he's on house arrest. And that's when this was happening. And so he didn't let anybody know that he was out of house arrest. That was like... Oh. So I guess he was keeping it really hush-hush so he wouldn't tell to anybody. Oh. Yeah. Okay. okay. I think they had a built-in excuse that you could get to if you, like, dug around in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, what's weird is they're testing the quantum tunnel and, and mid-credit scene. Uh, but while Thanos has landed already... While people are fighting in Wakanda? That's true. How does he not... I also 100% would not be surprised if the reason for that was because he left his computer at home. Yes. I'm sure they get get right. Yeah, like he's just not... Yeah. Think about how hard it is, though, for the film producers and everything to, like, really sync it up. It's going to be really hard. So that's probably why they wrote the script. The script seemed a lot like a Phase 1 or Phase 2 Marvel movie. Yeah. Other than, like, they, I mean, they didn't have Infinity Stones in it. But, like, right. it just seemed like, okay, self-contained. It mentioned S.H.I.E.L.D. I haven't heard S.H.I.E.L.D. mentioned in so long You're in right. the Marvel Universe. Right. Um, you know. Uh, and it was very, it was a more simple movie. Yeah. I'm glad they didn't kill Ghost. Uh, or Bill Foster. Yeah. They can kind of continue. I don't I know really what they're like, building him up to. I really like the, the antagonist in this was really 
interesting, and I really liked how they were not super villains. They yeah. were just people, and she was hurt, trying to figure herself out, and like yeah. trying to figure out how to fix his issue, and same with Bill Foster, he was like, I'm here to help you, whatever I have to do, I don't mind doing some bad things. But not kill him. But yeah, but no, there was a moment where she's like, I'm gonna hold Scott's daughter hostage, yeah. and he's like, no, and if you do like, that, okay. I'm not gonna help you. Yeah. Like, he's like, I'm not gonna be a part of that. Yeah. And she was just like, and she listened yeah. to him. I thought, like, she would oh, yeah. still do it, and then there would be a problem, but no. But yeah, because, like, she's, again, not, like, totally terrible. She's just been used and hurt and was scared and yeah. was about to die. So I, I think even if she would have, like, taken, you know, the daughter hostage, she wouldn't have, like, really hurt her. It was more just to scare him and help him. Like, so the fact that they were that real was really cool. Yeah. Uh, we don't know whether Cassie has disappeared. That was such a big question. I think that would have been sadder. Uh, I think, uh, like, I didn't mind Hank and and Janet and yeah. how that one you're just like, oh no. But if it was Cassie, you're like, yeah. Oh. Uh, I think, I think it would have been more uh, heart wrenching if Cassie was there in that final end credit scene, mm-hmm. watching her dad do like something cool, mm-hmm. and she disappeared. You know? Oh my god. I think they were like, I think Marvel was like, you know what? Let's pull some punches. Some yeah. people are mad at us about Spider-Man. We're going to like tone it back a they little could, bit on the child death. Ooh, they could have, <laughs> you know. Uh, though there, there is rumors that there is an older Cassie in the next event. The, 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 Maybe time passes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, people were thinking, because they time travel, that they could have like a stature, which is Cassie in the comics. She she's older, she's a member of the Young Avengers, uh, and, uh, you know, maybe she has powers, you know, mm-hmm. and, like, they can team up or whatever. So, uh, I mean, there's a lot that they can do, and I think that Ant-Man and Wasp is kind of, was kind of, like, put into a predicament of, like, it's a palate cleanser, mm-hmm. they can't reference yeah. too much, yeah. and in the end, uh, we'll just tie it in, right? And uh, I thought it was a good movie, mm-hmm. and it oh, was yeah. funny, um... But I don't know whether it was exactly what I wanted. What would you want? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, more of a straightforward villain. Oh really? Because I thought it was kind of anticlimactic. Because oh, Walter there wasn't Goggins like a huge was like, resolution. yeah, he just. Well, there was a huge resolution. Yeah. Were huge. Yes. And he just kind of he took the, the little lab and yeah. flicked them. Yeah. That was it. Okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I get what you mean. I appreciate the, like, non-linear villain, but, yeah. like, you're right, it doesn't have the same payoff as, like, yeah. couple pop behind bars, or, yeah. you know, like, you know, like, the whole, like, because they're like, okay, everybody got what they wanted, and you're like, but, nice, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, although even, I, I didn't like Yellow Jacket in, in the first Ant-Man, but at least it had a cool fight scene at the end. And, like, it was a classic, like, Ironmonger-type villain. It's the same guy, but, like, he has his own suit. And, like, you know, when he's defeated, the, the plot is over. And so this one was a little bit different. So, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it was just, like, let's just see these characters again. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't know. There was the, the jerk southern weapons dealer. Yeah, Walter Goggins. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. So he was like a real antagonist, and he got you know arrested. So that, yeah. there was that was satisfying when they were caught. Yeah, there was a little bit of that because he was such a jerk. 
Yeah, but he didn't seem very... Threatening. Threatening. Yeah, he was more inconvenient. Yeah. He was like, come back here! <laughs> now you're gone! No, come back! Stop messing with... Stop touching things! Yeah. <laughs> uh, I really like Wasp. Oh, I love Wasp. Yeah. I love Wasp so much. I love, I love her design, her helmet, her yeah. character... Everything that she does. Yes. She's so cool. Well, couples that compliment each other. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know? Their designs work so well. Like, they're so, like, complimentary and, like, I love it so much. Yeah. And, like, she, you know, she whips him into shape. And yeah. he's, you know, but he kind of lets her have fun, right? He's the fun one. Yeah. She's the type A. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think that uh, can work in real life <laughs> as long as they're, like, honest to each other. Now we're getting real, but, like, <laughs> uh... You know, I think it could work. And mm-hmm. so, maybe that's the Marvel couple I'm shipping? Because I don't really care about Tony and Pepper. Yeah. I don't care. I've kind of lost faith in Tony. I'm like, you're just going to mess this Yeah. Like, they're cute, and I'm glad Gwyneth Paltrow came back, and like, you know, that's fun, but like... Like, what I don't they? know, they never feel like they're actually together. Like, I don't know, they're so part... Like, in the, like, in the beginning there was that... A little bit, and like I believed in it, but like Tony's so like hot and cold that I'm like, yeah, this isn't, this isn't real. Like yeah. in Infinity War, they were like together talking about like kids and stuff. I was like, this isn't real. That being said, the movies have a finality uh, that comics don't, because comics, yeah. you can't have Batman be married just forever. Uh-huh. Um, uh, but in the movies, you could have Tony be like, okay, I'm leaving, guys. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm going to get married and have a life. Like you hold yeah. down the fort, Peter, and like leave. And, like, because it's movies and Robert Downey Jr. is getting older, and you could have that finality, mm-hmm. you know? So, but they need to start writing their characters to have to that, do that yeah. finality. Uh, which I don't, yeah, I don't think Tony deserves Pepper right now. No. Because um, they're trying to make him do, like, really big things to show that he loves her, but I don't know. Just, I don't buy it. I know, yeah. That's a whole thing. Tony's a dick. Yeah. Tony's always been a dick. That's really what we're saying, you know? Uh, so, if you could. I guess to close it all off uh, with Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, uh, what was your favorite part and what was your least favorite part? I liked the Wasp fight scene a whole heck of a lot. Uh, it was the first thing that jumped to mind when she, like, when the weapons deal went, or not weapons, but like the power core, whatever that was, that that piece, the final piece, oh, yeah, deal yeah, yeah. went south. And so she, like, jumped in there as, like, the wasp and was, like, jumping around in, like, the chandelier and, like, oh, yeah. all that, that fight scene where she kind of, like, got to strut her stuff was definitely, like, a highlight for me. Because um, it was really cool to, like, see come into her own and, like, have her moment. I was like, yes! I'm waiting for this. Yeah. Um, let's see, least favorite? Um, I don't know, I thought, like, the first, I'm just doing the first thing, because jumped to mind, because usually... That's the most memorable, I guess it's true. Yeah. Um, his favorite might be like when they broke into Ghost's house and like they were tied to chairs. Mm. Like that was it got a little slow when she was like talking to him. Yeah. And like the other two weren't awake. Like, I don't know, that whole part got weird and then they were like explaining everything. I don't know. I guess it got like a little slow, but I bet, I bet if I thought on it, there was, like, a less memorable moment that I've already forgotten. Yeah. You know, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think my favorite part, I liked Luisa's story. Oh, of course. Um, oh, I liked good. it in the first one. I liked that this one wasn't just a, the same thing. It was yeah. a little different. I also like how I think he was... I, I imagine he was doing it on purpose. What? Where he's like, 
where where is Scott? He's like, oh, let me tell you about where he's emotionally. Uh, I think he like like he got off on his tangent, but like I don't I don't think that was like an honest misunderstanding. I think he was like, let me answer. I'm going to answer your questions to buy time and not answer the question when you want it. And then he was like, where is he physically? And he's like, okay, like he had to like narrow it down. Like I think he was like, like he's not always like on point, but like I think that I think he was like trying a little bit because I mean obviously he didn't want to like tell him, so he's just like. Oh, I'll tell you about his story. Oh, that's where he's emotional. Yeah, I like the three Kong, the you know Ti this character, and then, yeah, uh, the other guy who always plays a weirdo in all oh, his yeah. movies, but he's like Baba Yaga, oh, <laughs> like yeah. that whole thing. thing. I was like, okay, uh, but yeah. like Luis's story, where like they're all lip, they're lip syncing Luis's. Oh yeah, yeah, and you just see it on. Uh, you can see it on Paul Rudd's uh, face. Just, I love Paul Rudd so much. So funny. He, he's so great. He's so great. Um, uh, unfortunately, that is all the time that we have uh, for you guys today. Uh, I'm sorry that you guys are watching on a wide shot, but hopefully we included some cool uh, pictures for you guys to look at uh, while you guys are watching this. Um, before uh, we uh, get out of here, uh, Amanda, where can we see you? Next, how can people um, find out what you're thinking at any given moment? Yes, excellent. Uh, well, I will be around San Diego Comic Con at Kubazoic's booth, so that's really fun. And then also, you can follow me on Instagram at Robin's Feather. That's my art uh, account. Um, I've been shared on the key once or twice, so yep. that's really fun um, for fan art and things like that. So, yeah, Robin's Feather on Instagram. Okay, awesome, mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited for Comic Con. Uh, the key will be there. Uh, and uh, we have one more episode before our Comic Con episode, so hopefully we get that out before Comic Con, so we can kind of do that. Uh, the key will be there four days, so uh, that'll be fun. I got an Airbnb, so uh, looking forward to that. Um, we are filming this episode out of Comic Quest in Lake Forest, California. It's uh, Southern California, Orange County, Southern Orange County, if you're being specific. Uh, it's a really cool place. Amanda used to work here. Yeah, it's um, the greatest comic book store that I have found. Yeah, but you are biased, so <laughs> we can't trust you. But you can trust me. Uh, I am unbiased. Uh, we film here. They are awesome here. Uh, they have all this merch that they sell. The comic books. Mm-hmm. They have a huge gaming area, so mm-hmm. you like uh, to play games of Miniatures, any sorts. Magic. Uh, yeah, uh, come on out and uh, show love to uh, this industry. That really, you know, it's a mutual, you know, mutually beneficial love, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, show love to the industry, the industry love, shows love back to you. Uh, next time on The Key, uh, not sure what we'll be talking about. Uh, I know that I watched Luke Cage Season 2, and I thought it was amazing. Uh, perhaps we'll go a little more in-depth into it next week. Uh, thanks so much for watching the show. Like, comment, subscribe online. Uh, all our Facebook and Twitter information is there. Um... Uh, we're on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, YouTube. Uh, so thank you so much. Uh, once again, I'm your host, Demetra Pereira. Uh, this is Amanda Barker, and this has been The Key.